So, out of the blues, it's been going since 2013, and you have 750 members. How did this all come about? Um, we founded Out of the Blues, as you say, two and a half years ago, after myself and um, my co-founder suffered from postnatal depression ourselves. And when we went out looking for help and support and just someone to talk to, we realised that there wasn't really anything available. Um, so we supported one another and then slowly we picked up another person along the way and another and eventually there were five of us um, and as we started to feel better we felt that we should be offering this support to more people so we set up a little Facebook page um, called Out of the Blues where we thought people would post how they were feeling we could respond meet them for a coffee if they wanted a chat and see how things went and just offer someone some support if they needed it um, We've now got, as you say, over 750 members and it grows every day. We get two to three new people every single day. Um, so it just goes to show there's a huge demand out there for this kind of support. So what is postnatal depression? How does this come about, Dr. Yassine? I think um, there's um, many causes to uh, explain why um, a sizable proportion of uh, women go on to develop postnatal depression and it also affects the uh, men as well. Um, I think um, obviously pregnancy is a very difficult period. It's a time of significant, uh, often tumultuous physiological change. Um, so there's significant hormonal changes that occur. In addition to this, um, obviously labor can be problematic. It can be traumatic. Um, so it's a time of significant change. It's, uh, it's It affects uh, energy levels. Um, and I think the if, if, if women have previously experienced uh, depression as well, they're at greater risk of experiencing postnatal depression. So I think there's a genetic predisposition to developing depression. Um, the, the, the factors related to pregnancy and childbirth, uh, whether they've had any previous history, and, and also if there's uh, other children to look after as well, so it's not the, the first pregnancy. All of these factors can combined plus the lack of sleep uh, breastfeeding etc can all be relevant factors in understanding why uh, a significantly uh, appreciable number of uh, women suffer with postnatal depression Andrea you suffered from postnatal depression after the birth of your second child yes um, I had a rather traumatic birth experience unfortunately um, which saw she and I staying in hospital for eight days afterwards um, I was very aware of postnatal depression, however, I hadn't experienced it or know, knew anyone that had. Um, but by day two of her being with us, I knew that I didn't feel right and in a really bad way and that it wasn't changing. But it took me six months to actually get to the doctors and ask for help because I felt that I needed validation. I needed someone to understand and I was talking to my husband a lot about it. But unfortunately, he, he felt that it was slightly misguided. Our daughter was then much better physically, and I should be grateful for that. And he was right, I should have, but I didn't have a choice. It wasn't an emotion that I had any control over. Um, so when she was six months old, I managed to drag myself and my two children into the doctors and thankfully found a really lovely um, family medicine doctor who listened for a long time before making any decisions about how best I move on. Um, and it took me a long time. I was prescribed medication, which personally I was very grateful for at that time. And I was medicated for just over two years. 
Can you explain what that feeling is, what that feeling was for you when you knew you didn't feel right? Yeah, um, in the very first few days, um, I knew that I should have been happy. You know, I should have been delighted. I'd just welcomed my little girl into the world, this little person that had been with me for nine months and I'd spent all that time growing her and protecting her. And I should have been ecstatic to have her and hold her in my arms. And I just wasn't. I felt numb and hollow and almost like a, a zombie. I just existed every day. And it was it took all of my energy and focus to drag myself out of bed each morning and do what the children needed. And I did very little of what the children wanted. Um, I didn't spend a great deal of fun time with them. I didn't give lots of cuddles. I literally functioned on a day-to-day with this big black cloud over my head that just made me want to hide under my duvet and cry. And presumably this was a very different experience for you from your first experience when you gave birth to your little boy uh there's two years difference between your little boy and little girl and you know but as it's interesting isn't it because there you are as a new mom and everything's new and you hear about mothers new moms saying you know finding your way with it you don't feel that you're doing things right and you know that whole new experience as beautiful as it is it can also be very challenging um but what you're describing here with your second born was something very different to what you experienced the first time round. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And I think that was part of the reason why I was so floored by it, to be honest, because with my first child, as you say, I had that feeling of elation. I had this little person in my arms who I would do anything for. I would give up my life for this baby. And the second time around, I just wanted someone to come and take her away because I didn't feel a bond with her. I didn't feel I didn't wish her any harm. But I didn't feel that I could do anything for her. I didn't. I, I felt that she would be much better with someone else. Anyone else would have been better than me for her. And then you must feel that as a mother, as a woman, that sort of guilt. Did you feel guilt about that? Oh, yeah, I still do. She's six now and I still feel a phenomenal amount of guilt. And unfortunately, I still have a very, very little recollection of the first year of her life. Not because I was medicated, but because I mentally blocked it all out because it was just so horrific. Is this what you're hearing here, Dr. Yassim? Is this kind of common symptoms, if you like, of postnatal depression? Very much so. Um, Andrea's described a, a, an archetypal, almost classical textbook, um, uh, you know, um, range of symptoms and emotional experiences that are often and commonly seen in cases of postnatal depression. And I think um, it does induce all sorts of negative feelings associated with guilt because it affects the bonding and the attachment, which is almost unnatural and goes against the grain of motherhood and childbirth but unfortunately these emotional uh, feelings uh, are induced by the the the, the condition the illness uh, and and it can lead to um, uh, re- real difficulties in terms of uh, the, the mother forming that bond with the baby and they often feel very very guilty about those negative feelings which of course is both a symptom of depression and, and is something which compounds and perpetuates the, the underlying depression and it can lead to a lot of uh, intense negative emotions, episodes of crying, tearfulness which of course has, has an impact on the entire family from a systemic perspective.
and talking to Andrea Allen, co-founder of Out of the Blues, and uh, raising awareness on postnatal depression, along with Dr. Yassin Aslam, who's consultant psychiatrist at Lighthouse Arabia. So Out of the Blues, it's been running here as a support group in the UAE since 2013. We've posted up on our website their Facebook page and details for you to connect with them privately if you want. But 750 members and growing here in the UAE. And you've got an event coming up on the 20th of June. Yes, we do. Um, we've decided to partner up with an American organisation called Postpartum Progress to join an initiative that they've set up called Climb Out of the Darkness. And the concept is that you do a hike or a walk or a climb in order to just raise awareness of mental health and aware, you know, mental health and postnatal depression and so on. Um, so we have arranged to go down to Adventure HQ in Times Square at 10 a.m. on the 20th, where we will be climbing their climbing wall in order to climb out of the darkness and raise awareness. You had a coffee morning this morning. How often do you get together? We have a coffee morning every Tuesday morning at um, a little cafe called Bistro. Um, We're there from 8.30 to 10.30 every Tuesday. And it's lovely. Sometimes we have lots of members, sometimes we only have a few, but it's really nice that the ladies get the opportunity to get together and talk to others that really understand. We're hearing your story earlier. You're a mum of two and you got postnatal depression with your second child. And uh, Doctor, you were saying that the symptoms sounded like kind of textbook textbook classic kind of symptoms of postnatal depression and PND affects one in seven women and one in 10 men internationally and it's a growing concern. I was wondering as you know you've very kindly come on and talked about your story this morning and clearly more and more people are coming out and discussing their feelings and maybe that feeling of you know not connecting or bonding with the baby or feeling depressed or lost and guilt. Um, Has is it the case that we were seeing rising numbers in the modern age that we live in, Doctor, or was it that postnatal depression has always been there, but maybe our grandparents, great-grandparents, even our parents, it just wasn't talked about, so people didn't realise it or identify it as postnatal depression? I think it's an excellent question, and my personal view is that this condition has always existed. Um, but perhaps uh, it, it wasn't recognised to the same degree because there wasn't the same level of uh, education uh, within society. I also think that um, as societal trends perhaps have changed uh, globally, there are uh, more women who may feel uh, empowered to come forward and discuss uh, the, the difficulties they might be experiencing following the birth of a baby. But I think that this condition has always existed. I think um, raising awareness through uh, support groups, through medical education, uh, through um, um, educating doctors, not just obviously psychiatrists, because there are many other doctors who will come across this condition in their line of practice, um, who are at a very important position in order to um, enable the first detection and diagnosis of this condition so that they can begin early treatment and lo- lots of measures have been taken have taken place um, to to enable these these things to uh, come to the surface which i think has has created an increased level of awareness um, and I think obviously what Andrea is doing with Out of the Blues is absolutely fantastic and is a much needed resource for, for many women suffering with this condition. 
the difference it makes to talk to somebody and know that they've gone through something similar how did that help you how you know the reasons why you set up out of the blues it was amazing um for me having someone just to sit and listen who didn't try to fix it who didn't say but i don't understand who validated my fears and my feelings of darkness and sadness and my desire to just sit and cry it was incredible I honestly don't believe that I would be here today if it weren't for that support that I received from those girls what about your husband how was it for him because it must be very difficult for husbands and family members to either see or hear their wife react or speak the way they do or behave the way the way they do and think I don't understand because you know you're a great mom and it's all good it's all okay but you're saying actually no I don't feel right it isn't okay yeah my husband struggled um it actually took him about four years to get his head around the fact that um you know I'd suffered postnatal depression and it wasn't normal it wasn't okay in that in the everyday sense um but he finally did. And to be honest, you know, he did find it incredibly hard just every day to see me walk around with this big dark cloud. And he would come home from work and I would hand him the baby and do anything other than look after them. Um, and I think he found it really quite stressful as well, trying to support me and the extra pressure of, you know, there's a financial burden of having a family so he had a lot of pressure himself work money and so on and then knowing that the unit at home wasn't stable and how it should be was very hard for him too well we'll have a listen here to jessica rowe she's an australian tv uh, news presenter she suffered postnatal depression after the birth of her first child this was back in january 2007 and she talks emotionally here about her experience and uh, yeah have a listen to this Funnily enough, I felt ashamed when I started to develop um, postnatal depression with my little girl. When Allegra was about six or seven weeks old, I started to realise how I was feeling was more than just being a new mum. It was more than just sleep deprivation. And it was quite, it was difficult for me to come to terms with what I was going through. I was feeling incredibly anxious, but not just normal sort of nerves or anxiety because I think the thing is when you're a new mum it's like oh my god what am I doing <laughs> nothing possibly prepares you for what this tiny little person is going to um, do to your life but I was really anxious to the almost a point of obsession with oh my god is she going to be all right and but if I leave her might something happen and and it was really getting out of control in my head the anxious thoughts you know, it was beyond, oh, is she getting enough sleep? It was really out of control. So my anxiety was way over the top. I felt very out of control, panicky, panicked. And also I felt empty and I felt like I was losing my mind. Despite the knowledge that I had of treatment, the support that was available, and the message that I've been saying to people for so long, don't be ashamed, put your hand up, it's okay to ask for help. I found myself struggling with all of those things myself. That was an enormous challenge for me because I thought, God, if I feel like this, how must a lot of other new mums feel who don't have the information, who don't have the support? 
I remember just thinking, oh, how am I going to tell my husband about this? And I remember late one night sort of saying to him, you know, I'm not doing well. And he said, what do you mean? You, you look, you look, you know, you, you seem like you're coping well. You're looking after our daughter beautifully. It seems to be okay. What do you mean? I said, no, I'm really, I'm really afraid that I have postnatal depression. I, I need help and I'm not coping. And I remember he took me in his arms and he said, it's going to be all right. And that gave me so much, um, that gave me so much relief because I knew that it would be okay. But just that initial asking for help can be so hard. And, but you have to. And I think almost that conversation I had with Peter was the start of me getting better. So I saw a psychiatrist and saw her. I still see her, but um, in those early days I was seeing her every week. I was on antidepressants, which um, worked very well for me. My advice to new mums out there who are feeling like they're not coping is get help. Put your hand up. I know how difficult that can be because that was a real big step for me to put my hand up and say, I'm not coping. But it's so important to do that. And it's okay to put your hand up and say, I'm not coping. doesn't mean that you're a bad mum. It doesn't mean that you don't love your baby. It just means you need some help. Rather than feeling like, oh my God, I have to just keep going through this on my own. You don't. There's help out there and you can feel better. And I'm talking to Andrea Allen, who's co-founder of Out of the Blues. She has two children, a boy and a girl, uh, age eight and six. And when she had her second child, a little girl, she suffered postnatal depression. And she says that I truly believe I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the support I received from other sufferers who really understood. So this is what motivated her and a couple of others to set up Out of the Blues just two and a half years ago. And there's over 750 members here in the UAE as part of that group. Also joining us at table is Dr. Yassin Al-Aslam, who's consultant psychiatrist at Lighthouse Arabia, helping raise awareness on this often taboo subject. As a new mum with that baby and everything should be joy and lightness. But for some, those that suffer from postnatal depression, it can be a very dark time, a very heavy time, a time where one feels alone and may be misunderstood. And uh, we have a, a listener that's texted in, actually, if I could get your thoughts from both of you, actually, on this. Our listener says, my wife went through PND after our first child and we recently went through a miscarriage how do I as a husband make her better as I want to fix it but I can never do anything right from a a, a female perspective um, firstly I'm really sorry for your loss but secondly um, you know men do like to fix things and that's part of the difference about our personalities but you'll never be able to Um, one of the most important things is to listen to be available and to validate how she's feeling and in fact talk to her about how you're feeling too because you're both going through this loss and this difficulty and we don't need someone to fix it we don't necessarily even want someone to fix it we just want to know that you're available and that you're there for us to come and talk to or not even talk to if we don't want to just have a hug and know that you understand and it may take a little bit longer for her to recover than you expect but just stay available it'll make a big big difference so that idea that 
when one feels they can't help or fix things is sometimes uh, one might withdraw from that person and then that could be the worst thing for that individual they don't want you might need to just be patient but actually don't go away don't don't not be available to them is that right doctor I think um, it's important uh, when uh, an individual is suffering from any form of uh, psychological or emotional distress for their partner to provide support to be uh, available in the emotional and psychological sense to validate their feelings to be understanding to be empathic to be sensitive in a non-pressurizing non-pejorative way uh, and I think um, again it's obviously a very uh, upsetting uh, uh, story and and if they do require help and support then help and support is available and sometimes um, it's fine for um, couples to present to psychologists psychiatrists counselors just to help them get through a difficult adjustment period to a, a very distressing event as as the one that's depicted in the text message so 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 this the same principles apply help and support is out there you do not need to suffer in silence um, and, and, and it is a difficult job to support a partner when they're going through uh, difficulties but also you're both in it together and, and I guess it's important to stay united and, 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 and the validation and the empathy is fundamental I think. Mm. Uh, you also have out of the blues fathers and it is not to be underestimated the fact that fathers can also suffer from depression after the birth of a child. Absolutely. And it's unfortunately the more research that's being done, certainly in the UK, the more we're realising it, it's becoming more and more common, or at least we're more and more aware of it. Um, and part of the difficulty with that is that men aren't naturally open to talking about their emotions and their feelings. So they, it takes them a lot longer to seek help and support that they need, by which point they're a lot deeper in their depression than they would than most women would get you know and all we can do is encourage them to come out and talk as much as they can whether it's to one another whether it's to their wife whether it's to a professional like dr yasin or whether it's via email to us you know we get an awful lot of emails from from husbands who need a bit of help and support or guidance whether it's for themselves or for their partner and postpartum psychosis can you explain this to us doctor Okay, um, postpartum psychosis is, is a is a very serious uh, condition which um, will require, uh, in most cases, hospitalisation. Uh, it's not it's not as common as postnatal depression, um, and and it affects I think about one in every thousand um, um, births. So it's not a common condition. Um, it's where um, the mum can become um, psychotic. So when, when, when psychiatrists describe psychosis, they're referring to a, a range of symptoms which um, are, are defined by delusions, odd beliefs, hallucinations, voices, and becoming detached with reality. And of course, the reason why that's particularly dangerous is because when one does become detached from reality, they, they lose their ability to think rationally and their judgment can become grossly impaired which means that they can then present as a risk to themselves or others and so that that's more of a psychiatric emergency which requires immediate often hospitalization and, and treatment it's very very treatable and uh, I have worked in a specialist uh, mother and baby unit dealing with this specific condition in the UK uh, so it's, it's a very treatable condition but it's a, a very serious condition nonetheless
So what we're hearing here is a range of symptoms and circumstances that a woman or a man might go through after the birth of a baby. And you're seeing that in the members of the people that come and join you out of the blues. And I guess it could be in any stage of this depression as well, from the early stages to the latter stages. Uh, Do you find out of the blues as being expatriates, does that impact the situation even more? Um, from a member's perspective, we actually have a broad spectrum. Um, we have Emirati ladies, we have ladies from Sri Lanka, the Philippines, the UK, the US, you name it, we have members from there. Um, it, the impact we found is that it's actually much harder to raise awareness within the Emirati community of the group and and just let the ladies know that there is support there if they want it. That That's been our only sort of hurdle in that sense. What do you feel you need the most to be able to keep this support going and to maybe you're missing things? What would you need? I met a health visitor recently who was from the UK visiting here saying that she had identified that you don't really have health visitors here in the UAE and that could be a real help um, generally speaking when it comes to uh, pregnancy and and after pregnancy as well. Um, What are you identifying that where maybe there are holes where you need more or could help women in this situation? Um, There's a huge amount that we could be doing. Um, You know, from our perspective, women should be picked up a lot earlier with postnatal depression. They're going in and doing their six-week checks at hospital and no questions are being asked. They're not being asked and listened to when asked, how are you? And it's a huge thing. It's a very simple question, but it's the one question that people aren't asking. And it's the one question that will guarantee 99% of sufferers will end up crying and will say how they are. Um, You know, so we should be doing that. Our doctors, our midwives, our nurses should be asking that question. But is the most key thing um from our perspective as a group we are looking to become a licensed non-profit um organization so that we can help raise more awareness we're very restricted at the moment not being a licensed organization in order to do that unfortunately we need some financial support um which currently we don't have so if we were to raise a wish list it would be that someone would help us from that perspective financially to help gain gain non-profit status so that we can then help raise more awareness and because although you may have you know 750 members there's probably a lot more women and men out there that are suffering that haven't found their way to be able to come forward and talk about it or indeed find their way to get the support that they need there's a huge amount of people out there that are going to be suffering and because we're unable to advertise we can't spread the word as much as we would like um but in addition to that you know until we can help beat the stigma by raising more awareness people are going to be nervous about coming forwards that stigma did you receive that did you feel that at any time maybe with friends or family where you when you told them what you were feeling did you ever get a negative response that's a, a very interesting question. I actually didn't tell anyone. Um, I, like I say, was diagnosed when Maisie was six months old. And my family, my friends, all of those important people on Facebook only found out that I'd suffered from postnatal depression when I did my first set of interviews after setting up Out of the Blues. And I posted them all over Facebook and outed myself very dramatically. <laughs> and it was kind of a scary, bold statement. And my reason for that 
wasn't so much because of the stigma, but because I didn't feel strong enough to deal with their attitude and their take on it. When I did tell my mother-in-law, for example, her attitude was, oh, we didn't have that in my day. And I just remember sitting there thinking, you have no idea because, you know, I know that she suffered depression because we talked a lot about her her upbringing of my husband, who apparently was rather badly behaved <laughs> um and how she how she didn't cope very well and but she did not acknowledge for a minute that that possibly could have been depression in any way shape or form fascinating isn't it so these conversations need to be had they need to be had with your close family with each other with friends with the person you see in the corridor of your apartment building with a baby that might look a little lost or a little sad or you know not to presume or to invade somebody's space but a gentle hello how are you just some connection from other human beings to kind of make this dialogue open up even more and keep going to find people to find their their place of support that fight to find their place of of sanctuary i suppose is one way of, of calling it so postnatal depression antenatal postpartum psychosis there's a whole spectrum of depression and symptoms along this line when it comes to uh, post baby blues which becomes something perhaps more serious and needs to be identified talked about and supported so talking with founder of out of the blues here in the uae that's andrea allen it's a co-founder of out of the blues along with dr yasin aslam who's consultant psychiatrist at lighthouse arabia so how when just ash let's just clarify let's just go over again briefly some of the symptoms some of the signs that you might identify either within yourself or via a family member friend that may be suffering from postnatal depression Okay, so the um, signs and symptoms are based on the diagnostic classification systems that we use as psychiatrists. So first and foremost, obviously, having a very low mood, which is pervasive and sustained uh, on a daily basis, being very sensitive and emotionally labile, so crying very, very easily, having a lack of energy, uh, inability to concentrate or maintain attention, a disrupted sleep pattern, uh, negative feelings about themselves, feelings of guilt, feelings that they're not a good mother being overly anxious and preoccupied with the with the belief and fear that there's something wrong with the child constantly checking they're not gaining weight they're not breathing properly the temperature's high when there's actually nothing wrong with them uh, being uh, being over overwhelmed with the belief that they're not a good mother uh, and just focusing on very negative things um, a loss of interest in, in, in anything really um, a, a loss of motivation very negative beliefs about the future so these kind of uh, uh, kind of constellation of features are our textbook uh, symptoms uh, and signs of, of depression and in particular uh, postnatal depression. Now for you Andrea you were medicated you said you were diagnosed after six months your baby was six months old and uh, you were medicated for two years so as an antidepressant? It was an anti-anxiety medication. Okay so treatment doctor there's one option but obviously yes. everybody's an individual when it comes to something of like course. this of and, course and, and like, like with any form of um, condition uh, of a mental health nature treatment has to be multifaceted using a multidisciplinary team approach so we need um, different people involved at different levels so uh, obviously um, a psychiatrist um, to do an assessment to clarify the diagnosis if treatment with psychotropic agents i.e. drugs is indicated then, they, then the psychiatrist will manage and supervise 
realize that a, a, a psychologist to provide support guidance um, help uh, resolve any other issues uh, general advice on stress management techniques um, having a healthy sleep pattern uh, diet nutrition uh, perhaps equipping the, the mom with uh, skills on mindfulness and stress management supporting the father and looking at the family on a systemic level and and the other thing i want to mention here, which is really important is this whole notion in relation to breastfeeding because of the very very nature of postnatal depression there's a huge emotional burden and pressure on the woman to continue breastfeeding and sometimes that's not feasible a because it's, it, it's, it's, it drains so much energy and the woman's already depleted and she's suffering so much and b because the medications that she may require are not are not, are not the safest in, in breastfeeding and 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 um the the patients need to make an informed decision so often i i've often uh, you know advised uh, patients to stop breastfeeding use formula milk and go into the medication because it's important that we get better and recover from the condition then continue breastfeeding and and continue suffering with a very serious condition which could get worse now listening to that it's important to highlight that don't go and self-medicate or prescribe because you might hear that one thing there and think okay i'll apply that to me you need to be properly diagnosed and see a professional um, to get the right course of treatment for you as an individual with your body your hormonal makeup all of these different factors uh for you andrew you went through a very traumatic birth which was one of the contributing factors to your depression others it might be more hormonal it could be the whole experience there's many different reasons why somebody might suffer from postnatal depression does it concern you now you're no longer taking medication but do you worry that the depression will come back and it's no longer what we call postnatal depression but it's depression yeah absolutely you know I'm very aware of the fact now that there is a very high risk of me suffering from depression now or in the future uh, does it worry me um I like to think that I'm in in a good place and I have enough self-awareness now to see it coming and that therefore I could get the help that I needed um before it got to where it was before um so I wouldn't necessarily say I was worried about it I'm mindful of it Mm. I'm very aware of myself and how I'm feeling and how I'm coping on a day-to-day. And, and do you take on board some of those things that doctor said there about diet and, and lifestyle choices? Does that really make a difference? Absolutely. For, um, I mean, you know, you look at the majority of the population in the UAE are vitamin D deficient. And vitamin D, for example, can have a huge contributory factor on our mood. So, yes, I do take vitamin supplements. I have a very healthy vegetarian diet some chocolate in there but <laughs> I try you know I'm only human um I try to be quite careful about the life that I live and the amount of pressure that I put myself under if uh like Andrea you know a woman has gone through postnatal depression and it's you know had an effect on their husband and you know maybe on the family dynamics how much you know like you were saying about how you still feel guilty about your daughter who's six now that you didn't you maybe you weren't there for her and emotionally as much as you could have been in those early years or the first year does that come out later on in any way i mean how important is it as a family to recognize what's happened to the mother or to the father I, th- I think it's important to look at these things on a family and systemic level and i think it's important for um um 
the husbands to be educated about the conditions so that they're able to support their wives better in the future for subsequent pregnancies and sometimes that does we do see in, in clinical practice um, um, significant issues affecting uh, the couple uh, because of the influence of this condition and, and the way it's coloured the relationship dynamics and led to unresolved conflict and resentment which can then lead to schism in the relationship so I think it's, it's, it has a multitude of, of, of other permutations which need to be addressed and that's something that can be addressed in a professional capacity with somebody like yourself or indeed and or at the same time you know in your own personal social capacity which is what you can offer through out of the blues yeah absolutely you know our facebook page is a closed group so anything that people post on there is kept very much within the group the women are incredibly respectful of one another and very supportive um i'm very grateful for the fact that it isn't like most other social groups out there there is no criticism that you know if people don't have anything good to say then they don't comment um so yeah there is a lot of support out there unfortunately as yasin says we're seeing an awful lot of relationships breaking down due to the situation that's happened and it's no one's fault but it's unfortunately they're not getting the help that they need when they need it well, you have your event happening on the 20th of June. We've posted up all the details for Out of the Blues, along with uh, Dr. Yassine's details from Lighthouse Arabia on the Dubai Today page. It's a blog post. We're also going to post up some of the details on the health page there as well. Um, but the event, Climb Out of the Darkness, is happening at Adventure HQ in Times Square on the 20th of June at 10 o'clock in the morning. Can people just turn up or should they contact you first? We're asking anyone that wishes to climb to drop us an email um, so that we can register them. Um, there is a small fee for the venue, so we have to make sure that we don't have no-shows. Um, but with regards to coming and supporting us, anyone can come. The more the merrier from our perspective, just as long as they don't laugh at me getting stuck because I'm scared of heights. <laughs> Making the climbing wall there at Adventure HQ and uh, continuing doing such good work, great work. And uh, 750 members of Out of the Blues. And uh, one of our listeners has just texted in, maybe you've missed the first part of the show. Now, remember, anybody who wants to catch up on our shows at Dubai Eye, do go to our podcast. This show will be podcast later this afternoon afternoon to hear the show in full but saying how common is depression after birth well the short answer is it's very common actually looking at the figures and how can you as a husband identify that well listen to the podcast because we've talked through all of that this morning but also go to our website as well it will post up some information there for you and uh, regarding the person the husband that texted regarding his wife who went through postnatal depression after their first child and also uh, then went on to have a miscarriage and how to help them there is an organization coming out of the UK check it out online uh, this is for everybody who may have suffered something similar it's called uk-sands.org so sands s-a-n-d-s check it out online and this helps support people that have suffered stillbirth or neonatal death it's a charity coming out of the uk and we've also posted that up on our website as well so for now thank you very much for joining me today and i wish you all the very best it's great work that you are doing that's andrea allen co-founder of out of the blues along with dr yasin aslam consultant psychiatrist at lighthouse arabia thank you very much Thank you.